underwear, yes, definitely the Christmas gift that you give to kids yeah. <laughs> because it's necessary and it fills space. Yes. Um, I. What else? Candy. Candy. Okay. Um, when they were growing up, they liked toothbrushes. Huh? You know, I thought about that. I thought about doing toothbrush and toothpaste this year, yeah. but I don't know if that's a little too practical. <laughs> well, we, yeah, we did toothbrushes, toothpaste, socks, underwear, deodorant, um, any uh, batteries. Oh my God, batteries. <laughs> yeah, that's a smart one. Yeah, that's a smart one. We always forget batteries. batteries. Um, flashlights. Every now and then you, I'd find these neat little flashlights. Hi, everybody. <laughs> And then back to candy. So back to candy. Oh, we always do the big long stick, uh, the the um, candy cane stick, but the big fat one. Yep, with M and M's. No, no, not the not the filled ones. The the actual peppermint stick. Oh, okay. Yeah, get them at like the dollar store or something, like a dollar piece, and they're about yay long, mm -hmm. and it's it's perfect for the stocking. Mm -hmm. I used to, I used to, uh, I used to. To, to, to lick and chew on that thing until I got into a point, and then I would stick my brother with the point. That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about you before the show. I didn't do the TikTok with the the peanuts dance. <laughs> He's gonna swear at me now. <laughs> I'm I'm Mrs. Claus today. Yes. Since, since we're so close to Christmas and trying to get into the Christmas spirit. So I'll be playing Mrs. Claus today. And I think Joe's going to be playing Santa. Woo, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> of course, the, the beard hasn't grown in yet. Does that make me feel? <laughs> oh, we're just messing with you. Joe, you are our special guest this week and it is your Hello. birthday tomorrow. So everybody in the audience, make sure you say a happy birthday to Joe he is not only a good friend of the show, but he's also the godfather of the indie publishing family. He's brought so many people together. So we love Joe. So everybody give him a good happy birthday. Hello, everybody. <laughs> he's like turning beet red going, why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> because we need to put the spotlight on you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And for those of you out there, this is Spilling Ink. We are the talk show that takes you behind the book to meet the authors and professionals in the publishing industry. And this is our end of the year review. So all topics are on the table and you never know what we're going to say next, right? Right. <laughs> we're already getting the happy birthdays. I love it. Happy birthday, Joe. Are you feeling good this year? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, 2022 was still a dumpster fire, but it was a smaller dumpster fire than 2021, I think. Maybe. 2021 has been a weird year. It, it really has. Yeah, I mean, 2021 was a smaller dumpster fire than 2020. See, I'm already, I'm already, I'm already going you, ahead. He's and, next year already. Thanks, <laughs> thanks. Now we all know what we're looking forward to. It's yeah, a great right. dumpster fire. Good job. <laughs> no, 2021 was a smaller dumpster fire than 2020, but uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, it has it had its um, ebbs and flows, I think. Definitely. Um, it also felt, at least to me, and tell me if you guys feel the same way, it felt like 2021 blew past at warp speed. Like, I don't remember the time passing through the year. It feels like it was just yesterday that we were doing last year's end of the year show, and all of a sudden we're doing it again, and, and it's been a blur. I know things have happened, but it's been such a blur how fast we've moved through this year. I think once I got to August, I felt that way. And I think that was more because of anticipation of October. And and then once we got back from our trip in October, I felt like, like yeah, I was like, all of a sudden now it's December 18th. What the hell? Yeah. But, but like earlier in the year, I didn't feel like that. I felt like it was kind of slow, actually. Okay. Jane, how about you? How was this year for you? Well... We, you know, at the day job, we had a major project for the, so the first half of the year was like a whirlwind. Mm. The summer went slow because there was no real projects because we were in, you know, the after major project before the next major project picked up. So the summer was really slow. And then the fall just went in a blink. Okay. I, it, it, there were events this year. Mm -hmm. I keep, I'm struggling to like, reach back and think of what all had happened. I know there were different events that went on this year and, and Joe, yeah, October was really, uh, October was so nice to, mm -hmm. to be able to coordinate, to actually get out there and meet with so many of our indie friends. 
um, it, it was such a good worthwhile experience. And I, I hope we're able to continue that as a tradition. Mm -hmm. Me too. Yeah. Next time I'll have to visit family. <laughs> <laughs> we're stubbornly or suddenly blocking out the year according to Anita. I like that. There, there's like some kind of a mental block that's going on. I think she's right. Like it's, Something was off about this year. <laughs> More well, I so think, than I think everybody, I think everybody has has you know has COVID fatigue and and mass fatigue, and I think there was a lot of that this year. And it's just like, and then we get to normal, and then we we take two steps forward, we take one step backwards, and it's kind of like, and, it, and then we're fighting amongst each other, we're being polarizing to each other, and I think that that turns the screws a little bit. So I think there's a lot of just there's it's just a lot of turmoil right now. And I think uh, nobody's doing any a good enough job to settle it down. So that's because we're not in the same space all the time. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, that bodes not well for, you know, like the, you know, the corporate world, if you're in the office every day, you, you, you're a cordial, even if you're disagreeing on things, but when you're, you're laughing at me. <laughs> but I like that. I like that. Yeah. You know, you're, you're respectful and cordial and, and talking through the differences of ideas and things like that. But it's almost like we've lost some of that mm. being segregated the way we have. You know, there, there's an element to that because the anonymity of the internet. Oh, allows yeah. trolls to get away with saying whatever they want and mm -hmm. you're right the the working from home i think for a great majority mm -hmm. kind of lends to that sort of feel mm -hmm. i think so it's an interesting you know, theory you're, you're less you're less of an editor of what's coming out of your mouth <laughs> well we're creatures of we're creatures of comfort and habit too especially in america we're creatures of yeah. comfort and habit and yeah. and so if you're telling telling me i'm staying home for the entire 2020 and then you're telling me in 2021 i have to go back to work and have to get it's like that took some adjusting for a lot of people to mm -hmm. do that uh, i mean i had already been doing that so i wasn't too that never bothered me but it's you know we got to a point where we didn't have to wear masks for a little bit and that was like glorious and then yeah. That lasted like a week and then we were back to it and now we're like totally masked up everywhere we go again and like nobody's even think, talking about whether or not there's going to be a chance to be unmasked and so i think people are just kind of like you know okay start stop start stop start stop and it's kind of it just keeps on it keeps on uh ebbing and flowing for people and they don't know how to handle it so right right let's um let's explore some of that too especially because we're all creative so in the creative space in 2020, everybody being forced to be home kind of affected a lot of people's creativity because they were out of their element. Their home, which might have been their sanctuary, is now their workspace, which makes the creative element harder to do. So there was a lot of issues with creativity. Yep. And they, and they be, you know, a lot of people became teachers, not only working at home, but teaching at home and doing all these things that are out of their element. Yes. And then now shifting to 2021, where some people are now going back into work, but for the creative types, now they're struggling with a different aspect of the creativity, or maybe for some, they finally were able to go, Hey, now I can create now that my home is again, my sanctuary. Where, where did you kind of fit into that equation? Who? Yeah. Who? <laughs> Joe. Joe, go, ahead, yeah. Jay. go ahead, Jane. No, I, I, my, my life didn't change because we, <laughs> we went full-time remote in last in 2020 when we moved up here so it didn't really affect me at all um especially once i once i moved mm -hmm. but when i was at home for that there was a brief period of time in 2020 that it really affected me now i'm just like well you know i don't have to wear pants <laughs> i like these you know these jogging pants things you know these like sweats <laughs> i know if i had to go back into the office i might be a little resentful that i had to wear jeans <laughs> or something <laughs> something more restraining <laughs> well i think for me creative <laughs> yeah i think for pants me it's a huge issue okay that's <laughs> a huge issue <laughs> i haven't worn a dress in like five years anyway <laughs> <laughs> all right joe go ahead 
I think creatively for me, it it um, I think 2020 was a lot harder because I was dealing with more personal issues, and 2021 I was still dealing with them, but I was kind of they were kind of back in my rear view a little bit more. So I was able to kind of have a little bit more drive and a little bit more goal oriented ideas. I think nobody, I mean, I don't know. I'm speaking from, I didn't have as many obstacles and goals to attain to in 2020, 2020 was almost just like survival mode for me. Just get through this, get, do this and get through it. And 2021, I, I had more attainable goals and I reached for those and I put, you know, put some plans into motion and I got to go out again and uh, that fueled my creativity for a little bit. And so, yeah, I, I think, uh, I think there was a real uptick in, in how I felt creatively. Um, did I accomplish as much as I wanted to No, uh, because again, still residual effects from 2020 and, and 2019, but I do feel like I took steps forward and I think that is a lot more than what I could say about 2020. Okay. Well, let's, let's focus on some of the things you did do in 2021, especially with uh, going D now, which you run for years and you, you pick and choose shows based on seasons when you think they're going to be appropriate, uh, who you can get on. And um, through 2021, you, you did add some new shows mm-hmm. And you tried to, to branch out in different ways. So how did that work for you? And, and what shows are going to be continuing on through 2022? Yeah. Uh, well, the first and foremost thing that uh, we, you know, Katie and I, you know, what we had been talking about for a long time was the late night news show and getting that off the ground. And we finally just pulled the trigger December 2020 on that. And that I thought was really, really well, very successful throughout the entire year. And I thought that was something that, I was really proud of that we did. I mean, I was even at events and we still did it, you know, at times. And and we we worked around each other's schedules and made sure that that happened. And we got we we did one every month for except for the one month we were all off. Um, And uh, so we put out 11 shows of that uh, 11 episodes of that this year, which is really awesome. Um, And then I. I've implored. I've I've actually delegated a little bit more this year. Uh, I've had a couple people host this week in Indies, like literally hosted. I was not there when they were hosting it. They they did everything. JD and and Courtney both hosted an episode uh, episode or two of this week in Indies, and then Anita. I asked Anita to do a show, and she put it together. Um, and um, I let her down this year because I haven't put all the episodes out. She's got all of them done and I haven't put them all out yet, but uh, I have, um, you know, put some of them out and, and she did that for me. I have other people asking me for show. Well, well, I guess we'll talk about what's the future is holds, but um, I have other people who, who are asking me to do shows for 2022. And so I'm talking to them about that. so, um, a lot more, less of me and a lot more of everybody else. So I think that's kind of the good formula <laughs> that I like to perform. So, uh, yeah, I, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot good coming that way in terms of that. Um, I, I did have to reevaluate how I produce things and put things out a little bit because things just get crazy. Cause I, I was do I was personally doing other things creatively. I, I actually taught a class this year in screenwriting on the Speculative Fiction Academy, and I had to put that together. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Anita. That's very nice of you. That's very kind of you. But uh, yeah, and I had to. Um, I have my first book being uh, was picked up by Three Furious Press, and I had to get them uh, on board to, with that. And we were, we're still working on that. We didn't finish it. Like I had hoped I would be able to do, but we've discovered that there was a lot more issues with it than I thought there was. So, or moreover, I think this is the one thing that I really discovered about myself that I'm really happy about actually, is that I learned that I'm a better writer now than I was in 2010 when I wrote the first book, because looking at it, I don't even know. I don't even know that guy that wrote that book because I'm looking at it and going, we, I'm, I'm literally almost rewriting the whole thing. I mean, that's just how it's going. It's like, there is, 
I've I have literally we've moved chapters around. I've taken chunks out. I have put new chunks in. I've expanded on things that weren't expanded upon. Um, I've succumbed to the idea that I need dialogue tags, which kind of fucking sucks, but I've succumbed to that a little bit. Um, and, uh, yeah, those things kind of things. And then I started a fantasy series on top of all that. So, uh, 2023 might be a really good publishing year for Joe Compton, to be honest, because I've got a lot of stuff out there that, um, is getting ready to, to be put out. So, you know, uh, 2022 might even have a little bit of taste of that, but I think more, okay. more likely 2023 is going to be the really good, I might have multiple books for the first time ever in my career. So, well, that's positive. We're, we'll have yeah. to follow up with you on that yeah. as we get closer and see if it's actually uh, coming to fruition. Cause yeah. I, I mean, going to now is healthy. It's going to keep going. We're going to do late night news again next year. We're doing this week in Indies every week. Like we've been doing, uh, we're doing, um, I've already uh, kind of talked to Anita about season two of her show. Uh, Julia is doing season two, season three of her show uh, on Mondays. She's going to be doing that again live. And uh, uh, I've already got people booked for Joe's Bar in January and February. So, yeah, all these things are, are happening and still going. So for, for those in the audience that maybe are not aware of what Go Indie Now does, can you just real quick give mm -hmm. us a name of a show and maybe your one sentence log line for the different shows that you've got so that it might help people figure out which shows they might want to look at on your channel. Yeah, sure. Okay. So it starts with this week in Indies. That's the Sunday live show that we do every Sunday noon Eastern. And that's basically my, like um, my response to like um, um, meet the press, but it's kind of like, so we, we have a panel group of panelists mostly authors most of the time. And in fact, 99% of the time it's authors. I would love to have more filmmakers and, and musicians if they'd like to join us for that. But the discussion usually goes around publishing anyway. So uh, we come up with a topic or relevant news that is happening in that week and we talk about it. And that's basically how it works. I typically, I came up with kind of an interesting format toward the end of the year that I think I'm going to try and stick with a little bit, which is at the beginning of the talking point, we're going to talk about something that's actual news, like just touch on it, you know, something that's really like prevalent that just happened. And then for like 15 or 20 minutes, we'll talk about that. And then we're going to do something fun where we talk about author stuff, you know, something that everybody relates to that's evergreen. That's that's you could talk about it anytime you want. And uh, during that show, uh, we have a segment called The Indie Connection, which C.L. Cannon puts together, which is she takes a book that everybody knows that's very popular or trope or or theme and uh, connects five indie books to that. So that's basically the indie, that's basically this week in Indies. Oh, and then we did something in the last seat at the beginning of the, the, the season this year, which was I gave the last five minutes to one of the panelists. So one of the panelists comes on for the last five minutes and does whatever they want for five minutes. Some of them were reading their books. Some of them were talking about what they're doing outside of writing, whatever. They got the last five minutes and that, that was that. So that's the format of this week in Indies on Mondays. Then uh, we were doing um, a show called in progress that Julia Allen hosts. And I was actually co-hosting it. However, the big change I, I'll, give everybody a scoop here. The big change in 2022 and for season three is that Julie is doing it on her own. I will, I will be producing the show behind the scenes, but I will not be on camera for the show. Again, less of me is good. More of her is great. And so she's already got everybody lined up for, for 2022. Her season three is already booked up. She knows what she's talking about. So every first Monday it's, it's her having a conversation with an artist about what they're doing at the time they're doing it. So in progress, right? It's kind of how they deal with certain elements of, of the world that they live in. So <laughs> thank you, Josh. Yes. And then I have another show called Spotlight, which spotlights an actual indie artist and what their artistry is doing. So if they have got a new release or something like that, we talk about that particular product. Usually a lot of that has been a lot of filmmakers jumping on board with that. And I've been talking about the movie that's coming out for them. And we do just a, a sim simple one-on-one -on -one interview. That's that's spotlight. Uh, I have I have some great episodes coming up. I have Brian Tan, 
who's going to talk about Invincible Heart on his uh, on his episode. I have uh, Michael Evan and JM JMD Reed talking about their series. Uh, I have a couple other movies that I, I've I've interviewed already. So Spotlight's going to keep going. That's going to be we're in season three right now, and uh, that'll be going through to the springtime. Uh, that that show comes up randomly whenever I get them edited. <laughs> Um, and then I also have, uh, this, we have a, a new sponsor in the Speculative Fiction Academy and they have asked me to put the show together. So we're going to put a, a second season of three act structure together, three act structure in the, in the show that we take, uh, the elements of the structure of story and we discuss them. And this year we're going to take apart the actual elements of character. So season two is all going to be all about character, your heroes, your antagonists, your uh, your companions, your love interests. We're going to talk every every episode is going to talk about a specific character that goes along with that. And again, that's a panel show where I have four or five people who want to talk to me, talk about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I would love to have you all on anybody out there. Every I haven't I haven't cast for that show yet. That's coming. So, yeah, but uh, three structures happening. That's <laughs> That's going to be the big fall show. Um, I will be um, getting out the rest of Anita's show. Uh, I'm uh, I'm trying to get that out before I start my fall or my spring season, but we'll see. Um, and then I have also have some origin episodes that I need to get out. Origins is Anita's show is when is called Words That Kill, and Anita basically interviews somebody. Jane has been on there. Yeah, uh, oh, everybody, go check out Jane's episode. It was really fantastic. I really I really was. Gorged by that episode, it was it was amazing. Uh, they talked they talked about you know uh, killing and how to kill, and it was uh, with magic. It was cool. It was really cool. But um, basically, it's a it's a it's a it's a show that I thought Anita was right up Anita's alley. I pitched it to her, and she 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 jumped on it. And it's basically ways to just you know mess you up, you know mentally, physically, whatever. It's it's all about. It's all about the surroundings of horror and killing and everything like that. That's and and Such it's basically a great topic. Such it is a fun topic. It is. <laughs> it's so rich, and I mean, he's had some incredible guests on there. In fact, the next the next video I put out is actually her next episode with Christy Stratos, where they're talking oh, about psychological ooh. horror, which is really fucking fascinating. And I can't wait to put that out there. It's going to be out here in the next couple of days. I'm working still on it. I'm almost done with it, but but that is. That is her show in a nutshell. She just does a one-on-one -on -one interview and with people talking about specific elements of killing and and horror and of of that nature. Great topic, and and she she's is. perfect for it. Absolutely perfect for it. Absolutely, and she so, does. Yeah, and you, we love you. We know you're out there. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have Joe's Bar, which is another live show that we do the third. Um, Friday of every month, and that's just basically five of us getting together, getting drunk, and talking shit. Um, that's basically that show. I mean, it's just that's what it is in a nutshell. I mean, we had fun. such a, we just had a great time last night. Um, Josh, Maddie were on last night, and uh, yeah. Um, and then the second Friday of every month, uh, a certain somebody and I, the one Miss Miss Claus up there, and I up there. You know, yeah. Let's see. That way, there. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Claus, uh, Mrs. and and I always make fun of Maddie for for when she couldn't point down to her thing, but now she can make fun of me because uh, that was really difficult. Point. <laughs> you just you know. Whatever. You have to know the. You have to know which way. <laughs> Normally, I would use this hand because when I'm looking. Honorary, I left is yeah. my right. So. Anyway. Go yeah. on. <laughs> Katie and I do a new show. It's basically just a new show. It's basically we talk about news that's going on. It's and only we... the best news show. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. It's pretty awesome. We yeah. spend a lot of time figuring out what news is actually going to be important in these. It's it's not just a hey, let's grab headlines. It's we both sit down and figure out um, what actually indies are going to be interested in. And, and Joe, behind the scenes, you and I. We've swapped stories before where it's like, ah, it's a story, but is it really going to make yeah. the, you know our audience care about it? And yeah. we'll cut stories that we don't think are going to actually impact the indie um, marketplace. We want the stories we put up to actually be something you're interested in. Yeah, and we go deep and uh, we do a lot of research for that show and put it together. It takes a lot to put that together, actually. So, I mean, it, it's a really well thought out show. And 
And, you know, I'm lucky to have the superstar that I have in Katie Salitis. So I'm that just lucky that you were on board for doing it because I know we've we've mentioned it for a while and both were just like, yeah, this would be a great idea, but I don't know. And then it was like, I don't know what happened where we finally just said, you know, what, we're doing this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it's been really it's been really good. We've we've done a lot of, of good stuff. We've shared a lot of good stories. Um, CL Cannon, she's on that one as well with her oh. her segment Dark. that always she always comes up with the best information. I absolutely love that. Yeah. So and, and the audience interaction that's an element that most news shows don't have, and yeah. and the ability to bring the audience in and say, hey, what are your thoughts on this story? Gives us a little extra that I don't think any other show has touched on so i think we've got a great format yeah so that's basically what's going on at going now right now so everybody go check it out so. I, what happened to joe gets twitchy uh joe hasn't had time to be twitchy i, guess. <laughs> I was gonna say joe has plenty to be twitchy about does, I, absolutely does. Twitchy. <laughs> I was twitchy this morning actually but uh but yes i um yeah, I just haven't had the opportunity to do it. I, I want to. I I want to bring it back too. I just just haven't. It just hasn't come together. You know, it's um, such a fun concept though because uh, just yeah. finding the things and and venting about all of the stupidity out there. It, it's it's catharsis in a way, mm-hmm. and I think you get a lot of people who commiserate with you on it, and that you know helps feed that community sense when we know that what we're saying is resonating with others. Yeah, you're right. It's it's a show I need to bring back for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I feel it. You know, you know, you can expand. You can yeah, expand sure. and invite maybe some other people to get twitchy with you. Yes, well, I did that. You and I did that one episode. So <laughs> just keep going fun. with it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, twitchy needs to come back for sure. But uh, I also think a lot of the reason why I did twitchy was was to actually get a bigger following on twitch and uh that that didn't work out as well as i hope uh Uh, yeah my audience got twitchy and said no we want you on youtube what are you doing over there don't go over to the evil empire right the other side that's my next question because we've we've touched on this many times the other video streaming platforms that are out there have audiences as well and it's hard to decide where do you put your stuff? Do you share your stuff on multiple platforms? How much time do you devote to each one? And Joe, I know you play around on on Twitter or not Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, TikTok. Mm-hmm. You also have an element on Twitch. You've mm-hmm. got YouTube. You've got Facebook video. How are you juggling? And which which platforms are you thinking are just not worth it at this point? Well, I think mostly live. I've done all three. I've kept it Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube, and I haven't chosen one because they've kind of evened out what my idea was was to put them on all three and see which one was more dominant and then i would focus on that one right but it didn't turn out that way what it turned out to be was like facebook and and youtube were getting the same audiences the same amount of audiences so i'm like okay how do i choose then how do i you know how do i keep it you know, Twitch, I don't get, I don't get hardly any interaction on. And that's, that's really my fault that it's not nobody else's fault, but because I haven't reached out to the Twitch community and, and to get the Twitch community on board, that would be a different thing. Uh, it's a whole different animal. Twitch community is so different than any other Facebook and YouTube kind of mirror one another. They kind of talk to one another. Some people don't like YouTube. Some people don't like Facebook and some people like both. And whenever Sometimes Facebook's better about letting people know about what I'm doing than YouTube. So I probably will not stray from the, that aspect of it. Um, if I get an opportunity to build Twitch, uh, I would love to do that. I will, I think diversity is so paramount in anything you're doing and in any way you look at it. Uh, so I, you know, I would... I would be willing to do more Twitch oriented stuff if I can be on Twitch and dedicated to Twitch and, and do that. But I'm not leaving YouTube. I made that decision uh, about two years ago when I decided to leave them and it didn't work out for me. It was a really huge mistake of mine. Um, And uh, it's not a mistake I will repeat. So YouTube is probably going to be my home. I mean, Ultimately, none of these places are going to be the home of Gandhi now. I think this is just a, 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 a placement for them. 
I would love to be streaming on our own somewhere else um, and streaming like a real television network streams. And so, and I've had conversations with places to do that at, it just hasn't worked out yet. So, uh, but that's also that's the ultimate goal for Gondi now is to run a twenty four seven network. But that would be so awesome would be great. That is that is that's the dream. I mean, whether it happens or not at this point, I'm I'm reserved to whatever is going to happen is going to happen. I mean, life kind of hit me in the face a couple years ago, and so it's kind of like, you know, at this point, I I'm working on me, and and this is like a renewal of my second life, and so I'm just going to take it and run with it and do what I got to do. So I think one of the the downsides um, that's working against the Go Indie Now platform being that that one unified streaming network is because we're so spread apart. Mm-hmm. It's not like we can all go into the office and and do you know a studio recording, right. um, but having the ability to do it online has been good because we can do these panel type shows from our own homes, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's probably going to be um, going forward. That's probably going to be more common, mm-hmm. and might right. actually give you a, you know that leg up you need to create your your unified source. Yeah, could be. I mean, stream, but I, I love your idea. I think it's beautiful. I think, you know, the, you've put the indie community together. There's a reason we call you the Godfather. Mm-hmm. You've put a lot of people in this community together. You link a lot of us. Mm-hmm. And we all, even though we do our different things, you kind of bring us all together. So creating that one studio, that one, you know, that, mm-hmm. that one channel would be, it'd be such a beautiful dream. I, I hope that you're able to do that. And you know, I'm on board. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, like I said, that that's the ultimate goal. That's where I aim. That's the goal I have for it. And if it happens, great. If it stays on YouTube forever, then that's the way it's going to be. But, you know. What about TikTok? Because we, we laugh. We've been talking about this one for weeks now. And, you know, I just don't understand TikTok. <laughs> but I know you play around on there, too. <laughs> yeah, well, TikTok's more of my, like, fun place, right? It's like <laughs> Joe is the missing link. Rebecca I says uh, <laughs> he is, uh, but yeah, I, it's just more of where I like to have fun. I, I've, I'm, I'm so, I'm so goal oriented with going now that like all my platforms kind of scream going now. And it's like the one place where I can just be Joe and have fun with stupid shit and do stupid stuff and talk about stupid stuff. And so I like it for that reason. And so I haven't, and, and I have going now stuff on there. Um, and actually the going, which is funny, which is totally ironic. The going now stuff does better than my personal stuff usually, <laughs> but, uh, but it's just, again, it's just another thing that, that I have to create and put out there. And that's, it's a lot of work. People don't realize how much work it is to, to market yourself. Yes. You know? Yeah, I think that's that's been the problem with with having so many different platforms and and back me up if you're feeling the same way. Same to you out in the audience as well. Having to be on so many different platforms, having to understand so many different platforms, engage in so many different platforms, it feels like a full-time job. And there's only so many hours in the day and if you have other things you've got to do, you have to sacrifice some for others. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's almost if you are unlucky enough to pick the wrong platform to devote your energy to, then you feel that drain because it feels like a waste of your time. Whereas if you magically pick the right platform to devote your time to, you tend to have a leg up, but it, there's a lot of element of uncertainty to it. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is fleeting too, you know? So if you get, if you get TikTok famous, you know, it's like it's the Andy Warhol thing of 15 minutes of fame, right? And then mm-hmm. and then you have to keep that up and then you're kind of you kind of get into that frame of mind. That's not what I'm about. I I'm, I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in longevity. I'm interested mm-hmm. in sustaining something that everybody can feel comfortable going to at all the time that they're going to it. And I'm not compromising my value system or what I'm trying to do in doing that. I'm not going to sell myself out for that reason in that respect. So <laughs> I should be the one to Santa, but I don't own a Santa hat. <laughs> I own one too many. And, and if you saw my Facebook post the other day, I've, I've never felt less, less Christmassy in my life. Well, you need to be this year. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, bring that up again. I want to, I want to see that. Yes. Yes. Oh God, that's gorgeous. 
If you need the Christmas spirit, read this. <laughs> Where can we find it, Jane? Everywhere. Everywhere. It's 99, <laughs> it's 99 cents book. <laughs> I need some Christmas spirit. I, I, I need to go out and get that book. I love the cover. That yeah. is such a gorgeous cover. Yeah, Christy, I, I sent her a copy and she loved it. She thanked me so much for it because she was in a down, down and out, uh, you know, with, with everything that's going on. I'm like, and she loved the cover. I said, would you like to read it? And she said, yes. <laughs> so I sent it to her. Yeah. But uh, she had the nicest things to say about it. So. Oh, God. You have an incredible cover artist. Yes, you well, pick this, the best covers. This, you really one, do. This one was is not my normal cover artist. Mm. I I I found I, it came across my thing, and I'm like, ooh, I have to have that. <laughs> yeah, you you send me covers all the time in private messages, usually to make me tell you no, which let's face it, I can't do. Mm -hmm. and, the brilliance uh, of that, the brilliance of that though, is it looks like a Jane a J. E. Taylor book. It looks it it's the same it's brand. brand. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's so, got a very clear aesthetic when it comes yeah, to yeah. It's yeah. I mean, I know when I'm looking at your books without even knowing it's you because oh, I can because nice. I, I can because I have a very I don't know yeah know. yeah 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 and there's certain people out there that do that and it's kind of I think that's the most that's the smartest thing to do I think it's it's kind of it's also kind of why we wanted to rewrite my first book was to kind of tie the second book a little bit better together to lead into the third book tying it all up. And so in doing that, you have to rebrand the whole entire thing to do that. So, mm -hmm. right. Yep. right. Yep. Yeah. That, because that, I had never intended, I never intended it to be a series. So. Oh, well. <laughs> but that's part of the growth process. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes, you, you know, it just, the story keeps going on in your head and you, and you're like, oh, well, it is a series now. <laughs> Or at least no, you, you all can thank you all can thank Rebecca Jonesy. Rebecca Jonesy is the reason why there's a second book and a third book because mm -hmm. she kept just prodding at me. You got to keep the story going. You got to keep the story going. <laughs> She's being a smart ass in the comments. Rebecca says yeah. it also helps that her name is on the cover, so you definitely know it's her book. Yeah, that one, the, the the one above it is the funnier one, though. <laughs> and then of course. Rebecca says cattle prod for the win. She's yeah. definitely good at cattle prodding us authors and getting yeah. us to write more. Mm -hmm. So I, I I can see how that's been helpful to you, Joe. Yes. And then yeah. what did we miss? We missed she's slaying while slaying. It's a fun read. Oh, I love yeah. that. I yeah. love that. Good job. <laughs> but even your fonts are very unique to you, which I think is pretty cool. So yeah, I I, I do have a say sometimes in the fonts because sometimes the the you know pre-made is not what I want. And I'm like, oh, I think I like this one. And I know fonts because I have, you know, thousands of fonts on my machine, even, even though I don't make covers. <laughs> I tried in the beginning and failed miserably. So, so now I'm like, okay. To Josh's, to Josh's question, I, I'll answer it for Rebecca and say that it, it's more of like a love tap or a bee sting. Yeah. The cattle prods. <laughs> yeah, it starts as a friendly reminder, and then if it's not, you know, if you don't act on the friendly reminder, it gets a little bit more intense. <laughs> <laughs> she says she hasn't properly managed to motivate me. Um, well, no, because there has been a, a book this year that I was due to send her that I was dragging my feet on, and, and I did get motivation. And the reminders of my deadline and, and the threats of, of cattle prodding. So I, I did do the work when it was supposed to be done. It's just I haven't been able to work on other projects that don't have hard deadlines. And I think both Jane and Rebecca are trying to figure out ways to properly motivate me on that one. Yes, because we have a series after that. <laughs> and I know. I and know. if I get into other series, it gets put on hold. <laughs> Well, what if we just put that book on hold and just jump to the series? No, because you have to finish that. God damn it. <laughs> See, I'm just as bad. The bitch with the red pen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, Lord, help me. No, this year for me is, has seen a transition from focusing on personal writing to focusing on ghost writing and 
that and and freelance editing has kind of taken up so much of my mental space. I, I haven't had the chance to work on the things I want to work on. And I haven't figured out that balance between work and personal because working from home, I don't have a clear delineation between the two. It's It's been my struggle throughout the years trying to figure out how I can do that because I do want to get back to, to Sage's story. I do want to finish it. It's half written as it is. I should be able to finish it. But I have all of the other obligations on the work side of it that I have thing, to, you know, I have yeah, to earn money, I have to put food on the table. The things that pay the bills mm -hmm. precedence, unfortunately. Yeah, it's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to write something when you don't have electricity to write it with, right? Well, and creative endeavors take so much mental bandwidth that mm -hmm. switching gears is really hard to do. And I know I'm making excuses and other authors can do it much better than I can. I, I, I wish I had that capacity at this point. But I, I find it struggling to to work on one project and then try and jump into something else. I feel like the the second project of the day tends to be the one I fail at, and that's usually the personal one. Mm -hmm. So I know excuses. I'm I know I'm going to try and, and and figure it out because I do need to finish that book, and I do want to jump in our series. I'm dying yeah. ever since the covers you showed me. Yeah. Again, she picks the best covers. Yes. Um, <laughs> I want to get into that one because the minute she showed me the covers we just started firing off ideas. It was like, like fireworks, like this, we can do this and this and that and this. Uh, the, the premise almost wrote itself based on the covers. I still have the notes. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> but I, you know, I need her focus, not her thinking, oh, I should be writing this other, I should finish this other book. If you hadn't started it, I might've given you slack, but you started <sighs> it, Katie. <laughs> and you have to finish it. <laughs> that is the first rule. <laughs> Whether it's crap or not, you have to finish it. <laughs> Actually, I thought, I thought the first years. rule was to not talk about the book you're writing. That's that, wait, wait, that's fine. That is, that is one of the first rules. You don't <laughs> talk about the book that you're thinking of writing because when you do, you expend some of that creative energy. Yeah. You get excited about the next book. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm jumping between books as I write now. And, and I'm kind of doing that with the ghostwriting because I'm I'm ghostwriting a nonfiction and a fiction at the same time. So again, it's that that shift between years that's been really problematic and, and making it hard for me to do anything else. But again, got to pay the yep. bills first. And I'm sure that once I start getting book notes on that book that I said you're going to be formatting, I'm going to have to switch gears too because that's a whole different type of writing. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> I had somebody reach out and ask about publishing and if I would help. Mm, nice. <laughs> so, you know, you know what I would love. It's a you very worthy story. So, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm throw an idea out here and uh, chat can back me up or not. But what I think, what I would love to see from J.E. Taylor is a book about writing. Really? How yeah, I mean, you've written what seventy-five books. Sixty-one, sixty-one, so, and then you you have a bunch of trilogies thrown in there. I yeah, it's, you've been doing it. I mean, it, it, I think you would have a really interesting perspective on, it, especially like you know, cover art and things like that. That's something I don't ever see in in books about publishing and things like that nature. I think that's a very it would be really cool to see where your mind works with that kind of thing. So. Wilson, Wilson and I have thrown that idea around forever. You know, Wilson, Jane. Yes, I do. I do. And I'm like, I'm like, my secret is not a big secret. I sit down and I write. But in chair, write and a book. Yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But you're right. And when I don't, it, I don't know. I, I I I read fast. I write fast. I might talk fast. I don't know. <laughs> but it's there is no magic secret except button chair and write. That that is my that on a t-shirt. Huh? Need yeah. to put that on a t-shirt. Button chair, write until it's done. Yep. Because you know, I never stop halfway. Awesome. Yeah. And if it's crap, it's crap. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I highly doubt it's crap, but that's. Thank you. 
I, I'm Not really so. good at time management, though. I, I know how to compartmentalize, and I've done that at work, too. So it's a day job. I, I can write a business spec twice as fast as anybody else. <laughs> so I can really. You write twice as fast as anybody I know anyways. <laughs> <laughs> some days, yes. Some days, no. That was one of the biggest fears when we, when we worked on our first project together. That was the biggest fear I had was that I would not be able to keep up with you when it came to writing that series. And we, we put that series out really quickly. Yes, yes we did. <laughs> like six, yeah. what was it? Three we, books we were, in six months. Yes. And we were, and we were leveraging each other's strengths. Yes. That's, that's why we did it so fast. But that was my biggest fear. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to keep up. She's going to get mad at me. And, oh. <laughs> and it's not going to be a good writing relationship. But it, it did work out. But I was seriously afraid of that because I know you write way faster than I do. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and our styles are, are we're actually very complimentary, too. Yes. I think the only thing that we argued on was the dog. The, dog. <laughs> the, puppy, the puppy. That's right. It was the only thing that we argued on, which is surprising because, you know, yes. there's there's a lot of things that you could easily come into conflict on when you're writing a book together. Right. And the only thing. And I conceded. I was not giving up. You don't do that. I, actually, you can't, I, you can't say. Um, no, no spoilers. No spoilers. I, no, no, I'm just sitting here going, have I written a book where nobody dies? No. People die, but it's. <laughs> I'm just like, oh crap, they did. <laughs> but I did write a sweet romance. <laughs> and somebody dies in that? Wow. Oh yeah, but it's not it's not somebody always dies. Somebody always dies. Which is why she was perfect for Anita's show. Yes. <laughs> like sitting here going, wait a minute. Yeah, no, they all have death. Some of them might not have sex, but <laughs> they all have death. Oh. Oh, Rebecca's comment, kill your darlings, but not their pets. Oh, yeah. that one book, Rebecca, and you know which one we're talking about. Yeah. Oh, every I time I got to that point in the story, and there were multiple points in the story where that happened, I went, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, never, never hurt the dog. Never, ever hurt the dog. But I have. I have. Evil. Yes, I have. And That's one know, of my triggers. That's my throw the book across the room trigger. I think we all have something that, that we can relate to, but that's mine. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think I've reached mine yet, to be honest with you. I don't know if there's one that makes me... Maybe... <laughs> I'll tell you... I, <laughs> I'll tell you the thing that makes me throw a book faster, throw a book faster way or get it disengaged with it is is when it's not telling the story, when it just starts to dump info on you or kind of goes off the rails or it becomes so predictable that you're just like, Oh, mm -hmm. but, but that's, that's the only time I throw a book out is nothing. I don't think anything has offended me or triggers me yet. I don't know. I might, I, I, maybe I haven't come across that yet. So it sounds like a challenge accepted moment. Find something mm -hmm. that triggers you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You yeah. saved some fictional puppies. Thank God. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I, I remember every time I got to a point like that in the story, I'm like, why? Why would you mm -hmm. do this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and as a beta reader, I'm like putting notes in the sidelines, pleading, please let the animal live. <laughs> or don't give the character another animal. Just stop it. You're killing me. Yeah. <laughs> I was a beta reader for that book too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a good story. This story generally it's was a good it's story, a but that was just, story. oh, it hurts so much. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just something brighter. <laughs> that was the early, wait, that was the beginning of 2021. Stocking stuffer. There we go. There we go. I'm shamelessly promoting. I don't really do No, please. <laughs> yes, please shamelessly promote something yeah. holiday and, and magical. We need this. It's yes. it's your it's your show for God's sakes. Please. Yeah, but I normally don't pirate the show. Like that. Well, I don't know. You're good. I'm cool. You know, I got you know, nothing to promote this time. year. 
it's I'm almost dead. Christmas time. People need to get into the seasonal spirit. And... <laughs> How is it already almost Christmas time, though? That's what's I like, know. I still like don't get it. Back to our initial point of the year went by so quickly. <clears throat> this This doesn't feel like Christmas at all. And yet it is. Well, it feels like Christmas now because I think we have six six inches of snow out there right now. So I'm like, yay! I think I think we're all so busy fighting one another that we haven't taken the time to stop and look around at what's important to us. Yes. Oh, yeah, there's that. That's a good point. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. <laughs> so just saw Josh's comment, but yeah, at, no. <laughs> at what point are we gonna stop fighting? I mean, it seems like every time we get a breather, there's mm -hmm. some other news that comes out that. Just brings the fights back up to the stop surface. Stop watching the news. You're happier. Sorry. Yeah, no, I agree. Don't stop watching the goddamn news. It's we, no. We actually did. We actually have for quite a while now not watched any news because we just got aggravated. And being aggravated on a, on a daily basis makes you angry. Yeah. <laughs> And life is much better when you're not angry <laughs> and you're much kinder and fun. I, I agree. It's the news has become so toxic. It doesn't matter what channel you watch or right. where you get your news from. It's everywhere. So. It's just a constant stream of negativity. And you're right. It weighs down on you. It makes you feel less happy. And then you in turn send that negativity out into the world. So it also makes you feel alone. It makes you feel isolated. It makes you yeah. feel like you're, you almost feel like, is everybody stupid but me? You know, kind of idea, you know, but it's, it's, it's like, it's crazy. And, and when you get in your own head, then that's when things get a little mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I just says that she did some Christmas reading. So she threw out some holiday spirit into the world. Good. Good. good I think good. that that's probably the stuff we need to focus on. We need to find out. Anita, Anita Stewart's holiday spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we we're trying okay. to focus on the positive here. <laughs> okay. You know, we, we've been watching. <laughs> Actually, that's probably better Christmas spirit than. than you know, let's love each other. Let's kill each other. Let's just fucking off some people. Let's get some people out of here. Yeah. I we, I subjected my husband to watch like The Witcher. We didn't watch all of them. We've only watched four episodes. But yesterday was two, and then we both you know turned off the TV and fell asleep because we were just out of it. <laughs> and today, I started watching one, and I said to my mother-in-law, he doesn't like this fantasy stuff, so yeah, he does, he will. and he comes in and he goes, you started watching without me? I'm like, well, you don't like this. He goes, well, then he sat down to watch the second one with me. <laughs> he's, he's waiting for a scene with Yennefer. <laughs> he wants a scene. <laughs> okay. And I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure that's going to happen, but I haven't watched the last four, so maybe. <laughs> I'm debating on if I want to watch it or not. I've been watching The Wheel of Time every week as it comes out. I really enjoyed watching The Wheel of Time. Okay. It is different than the books, but I can see where they made some of the changes and possibly why. I'm, although... I'll have to see how they end the season in order to, to really see if it makes a lot of sense. But I've been enjoying it. It's given me something to look forward to. I usually love binge watching, but having to be forced to wait a week has actually kind of been nice. Mm -hmm. um, that, that lack of instant gratification kind of gives you something to look forward to, which we need things to look forward to right now. So it, it works. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm doing the same with Dexter right now. And I, and I have to say that um, I really am thinking about how, how I miss that a little bit in my, you know, how, because last year when Cobra, Cobra Kai was the last thing I binge watched uh, last year. And I did it on the 1st of January last year and watched the entire series that whole entire day. And and then have to wait another year for the next one, right? So it's kind of like, too long. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not somebody who goes back and rewatches stuff often. Right. Uh, you, you need, I need a, a few years gap before I go and do rewatch something again. Mm -hmm. But, but Dexter, Dexter came around, and I've been enjoying. You know, if, uh, I have had my ups and downs with it, but um, I'm back in it, and uh, I'm, I think they're really going in a good direction. So I think every week. There's also another series on Showtime that looks really, really interesting with Christina Ricci called Yellow Jackets that I purposely have stayed away from watching every single week 
like like Dexter's doing the weekly thing. I'm going to actually probably end up binging that one. So, but hmm. because I, I, I just learned about it about three episodes in and I didn't want to go back and watch the other two episodes and then have to, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. but, but yeah. So I think if, if I do the weekly thing, it's better to start from the beginning, you know, mm -hmm. and, start, and be ready for the premiere. And, and, but, but if I, if I don't, it's like me going to a movie theater. If I go to a movie theater and the, previews has started i'm not coming into the movie I'll, oh. I'll go out i'll walk away i i'm i'm that guy that has to be there like a half hour before get settled in get ready to go to it yeah and, and, and ready to rock and roll and i've always been that way and so um i'm the same with series basically if, if i'm watching a weekly thing that's my time i'm gonna set aside a time i'm gonna be mm -hmm. there ready for it to happen and go for it but that's how i look at it but yeah, that's yeah I, I I wanted to pick that back up, but I just didn't, you know, I, I when is it on Sunday nights? Yeah. But, so it's so it's on Sunday nights, so you got Sunday night football and you've got Yellowstone. So and and I've started sort of watching Yellowstone, but I want to watch that from the beginning and because <laughs> that's that's pretty good. And I think I think with Dexter too, because there's such a time gap, you probably yeah. want to go back and watch a few more of the earlier seasons too. But well, I, also, I own it. Yeah. <laughs> I own Dexter, so I'm good. Yeah, but I I think too you with with Showtime though. What's good is it's on like like I could probably watch it right now if I wanted to. I think they po they post it the day before, so like you can watch on it. The band? Yeah, yeah. With, with uh, well, I, with I get too. If you go I get through my Prime, yeah, yeah. That's what I do. I get it through my Prime. But so go to the Amazon UK site. You can watch it a day earlier, Ooh. or or hours earlier, technically. So if it's the next day in the UK, and you go to the UK's like Amazon Prime site, you can watch it. You can <laughs> so do Amazon Friday. <laughs> All right, I know we're almost out of time, so uh, I do I do have one thing I want to talk about, if it's okay with you. Yes, absolutely. So. Um, on New Year's Eve, I'm going to be live uh, for Goni Now uh, through, uh, we're going to start at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern and go until uh, 3 p.m. Eastern, or 3, 3 p.m., 3 a.m., not 3 p.m. the next day. God, that would kill me. 3 a.m. Uh, Eastern, which is midnight on, on the West Coast. So we're going we're gonna to have the East Coast celebration, the West Coast celebration, and we're going to go all the way through. Uh, I am personally all going going to go all the way through. I hope other people join me, but if it's just me, it's just me. Whatever it is, what it is. But at 6 p.m. Eastern on uh, December 31st, going in now will be live and streaming until uh, the West Coast um, Happy New Year goes across. So everybody, come and check that out and hang out with us. And uh, yeah, I've had people say they're going to come and join me, but we'll see. It, I, you know, I'm not. I'm cool you know, with whatever. So I'm, I'm going to try and be there. That, that's on my, on my calendar. So as long as the, the kids should be at their dad's, we'll see. Um, I should be able to make that one. Cause last year was fun. I was with you last year and it was a long fun night of bringing people on and everybody kind of brought something new to the table and we celebrated, which was great. And it I got really, really drunk on air. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to pace myself this year, but we'll see, you know, how it goes. Yeah. I, I got, a, I, I got a little bit lightheaded last night. So I, uh, and that was just an hour and a half. So uh, yeah, you're probably going to see junk, junk Joe about midnight Eastern time. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm still yeah, upset. I think, I think that's, I'm still upset that I missed drunk review because I was the one who got too drunk. Yeah. Oh, my one chance at being on drunk reviews and I got too drunk. <laughs> and apparently I'm I'm a mom no matter when I'm drunk or not, because I cleaned up and put myself to bed without even telling anybody what was going on. I just disappeared. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That was a lot of fun. That that was interesting. You know, I'm glad we found a movie. It took us a while to find a movie. Actually, and we People were drinking going, the whole time. We were trying to find the movie, which was part of the problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were we were trying to get ourselves together for it, and yeah. Uh, and I don't think, and honestly, I don't think we were as drunk as we were hoped to have been during for that. Uh, I think there was a this sense of the idea was, you know, 
I have, we have to get up and drive the next day. So it was kind of like this dreadful idea. That was a fun drive the next day. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Katie did most of the driving. Woke, up, woke up in the morning. Joe had told me it's three hours to the airport. Woke up in the morning, looked at the phone, looked at the map, went, it's fucking six hours to the airport. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah, it happens. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Completely just hung over. Six hour drive to the airport. Airport. We were oh. we we went we, we were in North Carolina. We had to get to Atlanta. <gasps> yes, that's a long ride. It looks it looks small. It was, on like, the map. It was actually like four and a half. And you're used to New England. Katie's like, it was, exaggerating a little bit. It was like four and a half. Yeah, you slept slow. for two of those hours. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> still worth it though still a great great visit yeah, <laughs> all right so we will make sure to put go indie now's link in the show notes below so that you guys can find it check out all of his shows as well as if you're able to on new year's eve come join the fun yep. and of course this is our last show of the year so when we come back it'll be a brand new year with hopefully brand new guests if you're interested in being on our show please send an email to us uh, spilling ink show at gmail.com. Let us know that you're interested in jumping on and we'll try and get you scheduled. We'd love to bring on as many new faces within the publishing realm as we can. Um, and all of our old faces too. welcome you back. You know, you're always welcome to come back and join us touch base and see where you're at in your publishing journey. But, uh, I guess that's it for us this year. And Merry Christmas, Bye. happy holidays, happy new year, stay safe. And we'll see you in 2022. Yay. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. We will see you next time.